Ever turned your mobile to flight mode on days off to avoid work calls? What about the dilemma of emails dive-bombing your inbox after hours? To answer or not answer? A new survey of thousands of Kiwi workers has found almost half of them feel like they can't do a good job because they're overloaded. Almost 14% feel pressured to work long hours, according to the Umbrella Wellbeing Workload Report that surveyed more than 7,000 workers. So when is enough too much and how do you switch off without getting sidelined for it? Employment law advocate and mediator Danny Gelb joins us now. Hi, Danny. Yeah, evening, Lisa. Yeah, this is a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? So, I mean, how do you switch off from work when some um, staff wouldn't believe their their employer would be happy about that? Well, it comes down to, is it a case of the employer not being happy or for some employees that actually get addicted to work? Now, they have the, with the FOMO, the fear of missing out. If, if I'm not engaging all the time, am I potentially going to miss out on something that, that may be happening? It goes back days well before cell phone and other, you know, modern and email communications. You left work at the end of the day. That's it. Work was finished. There's a clear demarcation between home time and work time. Uh, but you know, as uh, things have progressed, and especially now after the COVID um, saga, there's very much a blurred line between what is actually work time and what is actually home time. Yeah, so what is the answer to that? And are employers taking control of um, electronics, like your mobile phone and email? Well, there's only very few employers that I know of at the moment that are actively doing that, and they're doing it for the well-being of their staff. They're saying, look, you know, if you're going away on holiday, then you should be on holiday. You should be thinking about enjoying yourself and having fun. You shouldn't be thinking about being work. Likewise, you know, if you're away um, because you're not feeling well, well, we want you to get better. We don't want you to focus on work. We want you to focus on looking after yourself. Um, so in so some cases, Danny, does that mean switching off your access? Absolutely. Um, one organisation uh, I do a fair bit of work with, when you go on leave, you can't get through to that person. That person does not have access to any of their electronics. So even if you wanted to communicate, you can't. Um, but it's all detailed in the, the employer's policies. And it's good to have a good conversation or, or a robust set of policies with your staff and you know, turn it into a discussion. What are the expectations? Because quite often, without the discussion, you'll find that the expectations of one is not the deliverables of the other, which can then cause major angst moving forwards. So how do you deal with workers' fears that they're going to be judged for that or penalised in some ways? Because in some cases, well, it's probably true. It could well be. Well, look, you take your typical, how can I say, um, family-type business whereby, you know, the dad is the owner of the business and there's some family members working there and there's some non-family workers members that are working there. Family members typically expect to be available 24-7 come what may because that's just the life of a family business. But, you know, is it fair and reasonable to have the same expectation on the other workers? I'd have to say not. And I don't think... Um, realistically that the business wants that but that's what tends to happen because you know if it's good for some it's good for others but to get around that you just need to have the discussion what are the expectations you know at the end of the day under the employment relations act the parties have an obligation to act in faith and to be fair and reasonable and normally a good robust discussion about you know what's expected and what's reasonable and what's not gets around this problem quite adequately so, Danny, I'm wondering then, um, there'll be a lot of people who have one phone, which is essentially their work phone and their personal phone. Would that be a big no-no, Danny? You should always have two separate phones, in your view. 
Well, I'm advocating to all my employer clients these days is you've got to have a separation between uh, work and play. And that is when an employee comes in, they always want to use their phone for work or their number. Because it's a hassle to have two phones. Who wants to carry around two phones? Not many people do. It's It's a nuisance. But as far as an employer is concerned, you know, anything that happens on that work phone is, is employer property, is work property. And the big issue is, is then when the employee wants to leave or is away, um, you, what do you actually do with that phone number? You know, if it's a work-controlled phone number, you can divert it to someone else or you can give that phone number to the next person coming in. But when the number belongs to the employee, then you have all these other difficulties, especially if, you know, there's some form of a cloud but where the employee is left. Now, is the employer going to forward on? all the new contacts to the old employer um, under those circumstances, which can make life very difficult. Good to talk to you, Danny. That's Danny Galb, who is an employment law advocate and mediator.